bum bum pam, you got me shaking my stuff. Here we go. And oh. action. action. That was Man, bad. that one was really bad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hi. Hello. Tevin. James. And Ticket Booth. At Instagram. Yay. And Tevin posts sometimes. I do post sometimes. We so are say hi to Tevin. We are currently up to date. Oh my gosh. So are we up to date? Yeah. We just did the Lego Batman. Oh we well we Oh well I don't know if we're up to date at this point. On when Instagram? this movie comes out, are you gonna post for Lego Batman? Yeah, I plan to, but I was okay. just gonna say <laughs> you can watch the Batman, the sixties Batman TV yeah. show on Tubi for free. Oh. Yeah. Tubi really is doing God's work. They are sometimes. But you can go listen to Lego Batman for that fucking shtick. Yeah, it's a good time. Today is the Dallas Buyers Club. Yep. And Tevin picked this movie. I did, and it was boring as shit, so spoilers. Oh. Well, I mean, you already told me it was boring. Why did yeah. you think it was boring? I'm curious. Listen, there was nothing... Or was there? Wow, I really heard Sorry. you gulp down that fucking yeah, you're water. Ready. I, did, no. I pulled the Tevin. I made noise into the microphone. But uh, uh, so Dallas Buyers Club, like mm-hmm. I, I don't know why I thought it was boring. I just felt like there was no stakes the entire time. Oh, I mean, there was incredible say he was going to die. Yeah, that was going to happen whether he got in trouble with selling drugs or not. Like, what were the real stakes? He was dying He's no matter what. Going to die. So what were the stakes? He almost dies like four or five times in the movie before he dies. <laughs> I, want, I want you to repeat what you said. So the stakes were that he's going to die and then he dies. Well, because like at the end, you don't really at the, at the ending of the movie. It's like seven years after his diagnosis. Yeah. You know, he eventually died, but they gave him 30 days. Wait, pause real quick. What? You know this is based off a true story, right? Uh, I thought so. I hadn't looked into how accurate it was. Okay, cool. So there there we go. We already figured. So with these, I didn't realize Dallas Spires Club was based off a true story. Uh-huh. But then as it started, because I was like, I've never seen this before. Yeah. But then it started and I was like, wait a second. Have I seen this? But mm-hmm. I realized that I just know the story. Like, mm. I don't know how or why. Yeah. But like the I... It's like Ford versus Ferrari, which I think we talked about forever ago. Yeah. Like when it's based off a true story and the main character dies, it kind of like loses that stakes because you already know that he dies. Mm. So like with Ford well, with Ford versus Ferrari, you know if you knew the story, you knew that he died in a car accident. Yeah. And when that movie was happening sure every time on he was on the track you're like oh shit is this the time he dies i didn't or whatever? know this and i also hadn't seen that movie but thank you what do you mean i thought <laughs> we you literally just agreed that we did an episode on it. we haven't done an episode on it do we not do an episode on ford versus ferrari no we haven't talked oh, about it the uh, spoilers on ford versus ferrari <laughs> i don't think we're ever going to do that movie but uh, uh wow fuck james you, you literally i said we've done an episode and you're like yeah I don't remember saying that, well, but we, I also we have it, we have I was looking up. I was looking up the the like historical accuracy of Dallas Buyers Club. So I may have just like, uh huh. Oh, okay. And you're like, yeah, okay, okay, cool. So that makes sense. Well, anyway, so so you know, well, I mean, I was so I, I knew the story, so I knew that yeah. he was going to die. And like, granted, with all historical movies or whatever, that yeah. takes a lot of uh creative liberty and this movie did a lot like it's it not like i'm sorry what's his ass i don't think he was a bull rider at all i think he's just uh, a rodeo fan ron 
Ron Woodruff. Woodruff. Yeah, I don't think he ever wrote a bull. Or if he did, it wasn't like he did com- competitions or whatever. Like, I don't really remember that. Woodruff. But also, if you look it up, because I looked it up after watching it, there's a lot of people that are like, that's not how he was in real life. Oh. Like, he wasn't homophobic. He was bi or whatever, you know? The not-so-straight truth. Yeah. Hmm. That's he was kind an of, electrician. That's kind of punny all over the place. Well, I do think it's kind of interesting because, I mean... It, like, again, I I knew it was somewhat based on a true story. Like, well, at least that, or it seemed like it was based on a true story again with some of the things. But then there's, you know, movies like Fargo where, like, this is a true story. It's like, no, it's not. Yeah. Um, Oh, also. Yeah. Before we get too deep into it. Yeah. The reason I suggested this movie Mm -hmm. is because... I was confusing it with Dazed and Confused. You wanted to watch Dazed and Confused? Well, every time I've talked about, been meaning to talk about, because I haven't seen Dazed and Confused either, Mm -hmm. but every time I've talked to people and I've been meaning Dazed and Confused, I'm like, you know that movie with Matthew McConaughey? And they're like, oh, the Dallas Buyers Club? And I'm like, yeah, that's the one. Uh. And we've had that conversation talking about different movies. So something just happened to your computer. Um. Did it stop recording? No, it's red still. Oh. That's just, that's our internet being weird. Oh, nice. Let me click this. Uh-oh. But yeah, so I originally thought we were going to watch Days and Confused thinking it was Dallas Buyers Club. Well, yeah, because you, you told me what, you're like, oh, this movie's this, right? And I'm like, yeah. not it, no, not really at all. Like, I don't know what that has to do with it. And then, and then even after I was like, well, not that, but like this. And you explained it. And I was like, what the fuck? I'm like, this is the one where he goes, all right, all right, all right. And you're like, well, that's just Matthew McConaughey. And I was like, but that this was, is, that was but Cameron I was like, that said that. I was like, but this is just like the original one where he did that. And you're like, well, this came out in 2013. And I was like, what the fuck am I thinking of? And then I figured it out. But mm. we did Dallas Buyers Club. And continue with your thought. Um, if you recall it. I don't remember what my thought was, but I was just looking up like in terms of the, uh, the accuracy, the accuracy. Um, I don't know. I haven't really looked at, I was kind of looking into it as you're talking a little bit. Um, Oh, wait, one second. In the film, Ron is portrayed as a part-time rodeo cowboy and electrician. He has a threesome, yada, yada, yada. The diagnosis is this just talking about like the, this might just be the whatever. I don't know. Um, I mean, He's from Texas, so they may have yeah. gone from like, oh, here's a stereotypical Texas man, Texas yeah. boy, who rides cows and bets and does the drugs and drinks with his buddies, and they're all homophobic because they're good buddies, and they're like, we're not, no, no homo, you know? Yeah. Um, but like, I don't know. I As far as the accuracy, eh, I don't know. Um, and that's one of the things, again, with sometimes with just historical movies, um, because if they're almost too accurate they can be boring yeah, as shit there you know? no one like no one actually cares about yeah. a guy that got aids and was selling it they want the embellished yeah not selling aids by the way selling what he thought was a cure they want the embellished like story yeah because apparently all this was based off was like a news report or whatever written on him or something yeah and they're like oh let's take this and run I mean, again, I would have to look into it. I yeah. haven't really done that. I had seen this movie way before. Um, but again, I don't know anything about the historic accuracy. Like, to me, it could have just been a fictional story. 
Yeah. Um, and in fact, it may even just be better when looking at a fictional story because then you're not necessarily worried about like the oh, real world ramifications of it all or whatever. Well, here's this thing. Cause honestly, like, I mean, it ha- I think it has like a nice kind of character progression yeah. because he's like this, you know, cowboy, you know, fucking rodeo chicks in the stalls. I mean, that's how the movie opens is like him fucking some girl at, in like at the rodeo. Um, and then, you know, he, uh, I do like, well, I do like his character. Like he's, he was well portrayed. Um, again, he may not actually be anything like the real one, but, um, uh, oh, damn it. But like my brain is going off. Yeah. On like I can a tell you're, ways. you're slipping, you're slipping. Well, well I'm, t- I'm, I'm trying to figure out what to talk about but like also my brain wants to talk about like five different things at the moment and i'm trying to put it into a cohesive thing well go with it just take it so um because like if you look at him his progression throughout the movie is like it's consistent and it kind of goes it has a nice story because again like he's this you know, homophobic, like that's his big thing. It's like, Oh, I am not gay. You know, this is, this is not real. Like the only gays get AIDS, you know? Yep. Um, but then he, you know, eventually like, Oh, I'm going to look into this. Like I feel like shit. And so he looks into it and then he goes through, it's like, Oh yeah, here's like, you know, intravenous drug use, unprotected sex. And then he's just thinking of his face. Like, Buck. Well, Fuck, I think I got this, yep. you know? And, well, not only that, there's... In the movie, there's like a flashback or something to the moment where he thinks he may have gotten it. Yeah. Yep. Because it's like it shows like his arm and there's like all these yeah. needle pricks and then he's like, again, it's fucking prostitute. some girl. Even the, and in the real, the, real, the real story, too, he thinks he had... Con- he... When he was diagnosed, he like was like, who the fuck would I have slept with? And then he remembered... That he had a prostitute that was notorious for her drug use and was mm-hmm. like, ah, there we are. Yeah. So it's like, you know, anyone, anyone, anyone can get it. Can get it. Um, Be careful out there. Yeah. So, um, I mean, yeah. Oh, what was I saying? But yeah, like he has a nice progression because he gets this diagnosis. He's in denial. He finally accepts it. He tries to do the thing that he, you know, he does some like research. There's like the AZT yeah. that's coming out. That didn't really work. And then he just, well, he's going to kill himself. Cause like, that's one thing I thought was kind of interesting is after his diagnosis, it does like day one. Yep. And then like later on, there's like day 30 and he's like in his car crying with his gun. He's like, you know, cause that's how much he was giving. Yeah, he's he like, was you're totally gonna, 30 days to live. You're going to die. And then he goes down to Mexico and, you know, meets a doctor yep. who has like a different treatment and these proteins and stuff. Um, and he's like, shit, I could make money off of this. Yep. And so he decides to, you know, get that over. He dresses up as a priest, you know, has this whole thing. Um, and then, you know, he creates his, like what he thinks is a way around the law kind of a Where thing. He's like, not, he's not selling drugs. He's, he's selling, selling memberships. memberships. Yeah. It's like, you get the drugs if you're a membership, you know? And so, cause like other people were doing it. Um, but I do think it was kind of fascinating in terms of exploring, like, basically terminal illness of, like, mm-hmm. what do you expect people to do when they're given a terminal illness? It's like, oh, yeah, well, that's illegal. They're going to fucking die. They don't give a shit. Well, that was, that was just it. It's you like, know? like uh, 
I think that's why he sued. Because it's like, if you're telling me I'm dying mm-hmm. and then telling me I can't use this, but you're giving me meds that you know are killing me. Yeah. Why can't I use this? Yeah. Because it's like it wasn't the FDA approved yep. kind of a thing. Which also, just like a side note, like that, yeah. isn't it just mind blowing that this was, I think, the late 80s, early 90s? Mm-hmm. Well, I think he died in the early 90s. But yeah, it was in 1992. Like how far we've come with HIV yeah. meds. Like, well, like, I think just recently, didn't they have like something that was actually like in 2020? That was like one of the like. They had like potentially like a really good treatment yeah. for HIV. Like if you get HIV now, yeah, you can live a normal life. Mm-hmm. Like it's possible now. Yeah. Before, if you had HIV, you were just dead. That was it. It yeah. was like, see ya, good luck. Yeah. But now it's like, now you can just have all the needles in the world. Mm-hmm. I'm just kidding. I know there's several <laughs> just, ways you can get HIV. Don't. Yeah, there's drag me through the coals. Um, no, but like I, I feel like this movie does like a pretty good job of just showing the absolute shit show. That, that was the HIV the H- pandemic. Yeah, the, the crisis. Because again, like the like the affected groups weren't particularly, you know, it seemed like they weren't cared for. Well, that like it, they're like, oh, it's just it's just gay people getting it. Like, who cares? Well, like that's if you, what they were at the time. Like if you know? you've watched Dahmer at all. Uh, I've only seen like the first Dahmer, episode. Dahmer is like during the HIV like crisis, right? Mm-hmm. And like, I don't think anyone really remembers or talks about or thinks about how, yeah. like if you were gay during then, it was just kind of like, mm, everyone was afraid. No one wanted oh, to yeah. do it. Like, like, I mean, Dahmer got away with it because it was just like, oh, we're doing gay stuff. And they're like, oh, we don't want any of that. Yeah. And it's just like, hmm. It's interesting to think about. Well, yeah, because, I mean, if you look at, like, because also there was, you know, HIV crisis, like the crack epidemic and stuff. But it's just, it is interesting to see how those different things were reported and talked about compared to, like, which, again, is a problem, like opioids currently. Just, like, the depending on which group of people was affected by it the most, there was definitely an inconsistency in how it was reported. Exactly. And so that's... One of the things I kind of find fascinating is just like because of the, you know, not a whole lot of public. Um, oh, actually, fun fact. I believe wasn't uh, Fauci. Um, didn't he get started with like the AIDS epidemic? I have like no that idea. was his that was his big thing. I think that's I, don't, his, I don't know anything much about modern medicine. If other I than remember correctly. COVID. Because he's well, he was doing that under that because like under, you know, different you know, different presidents during any of these things, there's been issues, yada, yada, yeah. yada. Um, but like, yeah, I just thought it was interesting because it's like the, the government was more concerned about like his drug dealing kind of thing. Like, oh, yeah. You're, you're, you're dealing these aren't drugs rather than like, yeah. Yeah. Cause it, it, it was those things. Cause to some extent, like I'm not like a, you know, what's the word? an anti-vaxxer yeah. or anything like, Oh, can't trust the FDA. But it's just like, at the same time, like I do understand, you know, like science does take a time to, yeah. kind of, you know, do studies and things like that, but it definitely helps if you have funding mm-hmm. behind it. Cause then you can, you know, get you can push those it forward. studies, push you can it forward. get a hospital, like in the movie signed up. Exactly. To As an tests. incentive, yep. you know, and that, you know, you pay the, the hospital money to do your, you know, test your drug and stuff like that. Um, but like, it is like, I'm sure there's like plenty of things again that will like are helpful, but it just takes a while for it to, you know, to find out exactly 
what is actually helpful. Um, But like even the thing that I thought was kind of crazy. Well, I don't know how accurate this part was. The um, with like one of the proteins or something. It's like, but they like the FDA itself was like it's non toxic. Like they had already like approved, like said it was non toxic, but like they still didn't allow it or something. I don't know. It was a big part of the movie. So I actually, so I looked up, uh, because that was what I was curious about. I looked up that, like, specifically after watching it. Mm -hmm. And I guess there were a lot of critics when it came out about, like, its underlying tone of pseudoscience and claiming that, like, this stuff was just banned for no reason. Mm -hmm. And when you look into the things that, uh, like, Matthew McConaughey's character were using, they were, like, actual... Like they did, they did things that the AZT or whatever was doing, Mm -hmm. but the side effects were like notably worse. Like one of the things he was doing, one of the side effects Mm. were literal nerve damage. Like, oh, you just, is that the one that he had like the heart attack? I don't, I don't remember because he was using like two different things. But AZT, the history with that is they would, they were afraid. They like knew that it could help with HIV. They didn't Mm -hmm. know how. And they were afraid that if they didn't put enough into people that it wouldn't do anything. Yeah. And after researching, they realized that if they put a notable less amount into yeah. people, it would do the same thing with less side effects. Yeah, because that's the thing that they had, I think, at the end of the, the credits. It was yeah. like AZT like eventually made it into some of the like the things that they actually used to treat AIDS, yeah. but at a much lower dose. Yeah, exactly. And I yeah. and uh, and I was reading an article and it talked about how like they knew that it would help. They just were afraid that they weren't going to do a strong enough dosage to do anything. Yeah. But they didn't know that that too strong of a dosage dosage was, was just making the side people. effects hard. Yeah. Yeah. It was. And so then they lowered it and it's been fine. And it's mm. still, even now I don't think it's used as much. Yeah. Like they mostly use it for like childbirth. Well, cause I feel like they just came up with something new yeah. recently to treat HIV, like literally like 2020 or something, yeah. 2021 or something. But in, and like, well, it, here's also don't get your medical thing from a movie. Exactly. Just like I mean, also just the same thing as like don't get your history from a movie and There's from a be... doctor that like got their medical license revoked because that's yeah. weird. But I think when it comes to acting, like yeah. uh well, that's kind of what this movie was a pinnacle. I mean, Matthew McConaughey won an Oscar, yeah, and then Jared Leto also won an Oscar. Did for Jared Leto? I thought mm-hmm. he, I thought he was snubbed. No, he was. He won. Did he? Yeah, look up Jared Leto Oscar and this movie will come right up. Did he, was it supporting role? Yeah. Because I, I read someone that was like. Best supporting mi- role. Uh, 2014 Oscar. Because I read something that he was, yeah, he won it. What? Yeah. I read some comment that was like Jared Leto was cheated out of this Oscar or whatever. Someone, someone was dumb. Someone, okay. and someone posted but now dumb that I, shit now on that the I think about the comment, I think yeah. they thought Matthew McConaughey getting the actor role and mm. Jared Leto getting the supporting role uh, was maybe. probably the still. Was that no, Jared Leto was the main role, but Jared Leto wasn't. But um, I thought Jared Leto did a great job. I'm yeah. noticing on Letterboxd that it's kind of getting review bombed. Oh really? Because the director apparently, and I'm and I'm and I'm saying, oh, is this, this like a new thing? I don't know if it's new, but all the low ratings are uh-huh. from people. It's still like at a three point eight or three point nine or whatever. Yeah. But all the low ratings are from people saying that in an interview, uh, he was asked if he would ever hire a trans actor, and his response was, 
uh it was something like no are there even trans actors uh yeah and so i think a lot of people are upset about that mm. and review bombing that and a lot of people are were and and again i is this fives like it's recent yeah seem to be upset that jared leto is playing a trans person mm. and though it would have been awesome to have a trans person be yeah it like i did i kind of wonder how 2013 was with mm. Like trans rights and gays rights. Because if I remember correctly, like around that time, I felt like, well, at least in Utah mm -hmm. is when gay rights were like really coming forward. Yeah, it was finally like being uh, brought to exactly. attention. You know, there and there was like, I think like some musical festivals, Love Loud and yeah. different stuff happening around the same time, I think. Yeah. So I wonder. Well, that's kind of interesting because I mean, like. To, at least in the movie, I don't know if he's the guy that wrote it, but like it does, I kind of feel like shows kind of, you know, um, what's, what's Jared Leto's character? It's uh, Rayona, R Rayon, Rayon, uh, Rayon, it's Rayon. Rayon. I thought it was Rayon. Yeah. Um, like she's actually one of the coolest characters mm -hmm. um, and like feels like a real person, you know, because like there's like the whole thing of like. She is still more of like a side character and has, you know, like not as much stuff as, you know, Matthew McConaughey, yeah. you know, in terms of being the like he's the main lead. Yeah, because it's definitely, you know, Matthew McConaughey's character is the main lead. Yeah. Um, but like that's still like the second most like influential character, because that's also like kind of who changes Matthew, Matthew McConaughey. McConaughey's yeah, character yeah. of like, oh, Rayon this is person like an actual and like necessary part to the overarching plot and everything. Yeah, and it's kind of what changes his, you know, his perception. Because mm -hmm. like there's the time when they run into um um his friend at the grocery store, and his friend's like, Oh, look at him, they're everywhere. It's like, oh yeah, this is Rayon. This is Rayon. Give Rayon shake their hand. Yeah, yeah. And so he, uh, you know, and then he like, you know, there's like the confrontation stuff like that. Mm -hmm. um, but like also like I thought one of like the like a really kind of sad moment. Probably one of the saddest. Rayon knows that they're going to die and they go to their dad. Yeah. Yeah. That that was that was rough. Yeah. Because like, I mean, we think about and and honestly, like it's kind of not weird, but it's interesting mm -hmm. watching this movie that was made about 10 years ago mm -hmm. that was talking about like political touchy subjects even yeah. now well i feel 10 like years it's, ago it's about them like 30 20 or like in the 80s yeah. where it was still like very different like that dad being the massive cock he was mm -hmm. like wow like the fact that it still happens now is just like mind-boggling but it was like very sad i was like damn rayon mm -hmm. you deserve better yeah well, it's just like it. I feel like it's like with anything, like there's this, you know, things have been around. Like people always like to think of like, oh, this is like a new fad that's coming out. It's like, no, like the, a lot of these things have been around for like ever. It's yeah. just whether or not we're recognizing that they, these people exist. Exactly. Basically. Because um, I mean, I feel like now at least it's a big thing just because of how much pushback there's been, mm -hmm. at least in this current, I mean, this political climate's fucked. So. Uh, who knows exactly where things are going? Cause like, you know, there's definitely lots of pushback. There's lots of misunderstanding. There's lots of anger, you know, particularly yeah. about like 
trans people at the moment, which is, I mean, I've been seeing a lot of things of like, you know, um, well, I mean like kind of like some like talk show kind of John Stewart esque. like John Stewart did a thing on, uh, you know, trans rights recently. John Oliver has done that recently. Does John Stewart even have a show still? Yeah, he has an, he has a show on uh, Apple TV. Oh, it's the problem with John Stewart. Sorry, I didn't realize people watched Apple TV. I have Apple TV, and I guess you watch Ayo, it. I do sometimes. Severance mm-hmm. is on it, which you need to watch. Nope, I probably won't ever. Yes, you will. I I won't lie. I probably won't. Yes, we can you talk will. about that after this episode. There's reasons as to <laughs> we why we are going to do that on ep- this ep- this podcast. But what would you rate this movie? Um, I thought it was a pretty solid movie. Like it had again historical accuracy. I don't know. Yeah, don't go for again historical medical from a movie. It's it's Hollywood, you know. It's about drama. Um, obviously, if they can get historical accuracy and medical stuff, like that's kind of nice. And it's like, yay, thumbs up. But I don't know. I'd say like this movie is like a mm, eight, just because I like how character driven it is. Yeah, because it's very much about you know Matthew McConaughey's character, his like progression, and again, I just really like the idea of just. Um, Hey, here's like the approved methods, but it's like these people are literally dying in like, you know, six months, a mm-hmm. month. They're dying quickly. So it's like these rules and regulations. While I do understand them, you know, again, from like a public safety thing, it's just like what the judge says, you know, it's like, you know, I have sympathy because it's like if you have a terminal illness, you should probably be able to take whatever the fuck you want that you think makes feel better. Like, oh, it's going to kill you quicker. Oh, so you get, you know. 20 days instead of 30 days. Yeah, exactly. At that point, you know, if you have a terminal illness, it's just like... Do whatever you want. I'm going to go out. If I ever get a terminal illness... Yeah, exactly. I'm going to fucking party. Who the fuck cares, you know? Exactly. I don't know. Maybe. I think for me... So actually... Yeah. Looking at the other, like, best actor nominees for 2014, which this movie came out in 2013, but it was nominated for the 2014 Oscars, because that's how that rolls. Yeah. Out of every movie, yeah, uh, the I've only seen two of them, right? So the movies were Nebraska, The Wolf of Wall Street, Nebraska was actually really Dallas good. Buyers Club, Twelve Years a Slave, and American Hustle. I from that year, I only saw The Wolf of Wall, Wall Street, Street until yeah. seeing Dallas Buyers Club, and won't was, lie, compared to those two that I've seen, yeah, uh, Matthew McConaughey was way better than his role than Leonardo DiCaprio and mm. like like Wolf of Wall Street's a great movie and Leonardo DiCaprio is a great actor yeah but it makes sense just like compared to those two why well, McConaughey you, won I, I just think from the well I don't know if it's necessarily like a good thing to kind of reward it but like the amount of length that Matthew McConaughey went to play the role because again That's true. Matthew McConaughey kind of I guess slightly before this movie because there was also I believe Mud he did money yep. before this. Um, he was always known as basically like the hot guy. Yeah. Like he was the, oh, like let's have Matthew McConaughey in it so we can get all the girls to go watch it, you know? Um, but this movie, he lost a lot of weight. Not as much as Christian Bale for Christian Bale's. We kind of talked about this. Well, Christian and not, and not as much as uh, Jared Leto because Jared Leto oh, lost Jared a Leto shit ton too. of late for this uh, movie as well. Oh, so he also bounced back a little bit better. Yeah, because Matthew McConaughey lost, you know, did a bunch. It took a toll on him, um, because like I still even remember in Interstellar, 
He doesn't look quite, you know, super healthy, even in Interstellar. Well, I mean, in in The Gentleman, he's back to looking hot. Oh, is he? When was that? 2019. So that's like four. Yeah. Five. Wait, actually 13, six years. Yeah. But also, like, I mean, he's now in his 50s. Yeah, he's getting older. And this movie would have been in, like, his early 40s. Mm -hmm. And it's almost 10 years ago, I guess. Yeah. And if if you're not careful, I feel like... Okay, I feel like there's certain areas of life, like when you can you're do 18 to 20. Yeah. If you're fit from 18 to 20, then you'll maintain that. And then, mm-hmm. like, by the time you're hitting your 30s, you'll maintain that. And it just starts to, I feel like in my mind, yeah. that's how that works. And so, if he lost a shit ton of weight, like a sickly amount of weight to yeah. look like he had AIDS or whatever, mm-hmm. like that's being in your 40s, that's just going to be hard to recoup that hot yeah. guy persona. Absolutely. Because, like, well, also, I mean, I don't know. I think about it just because I always thought of this. uh, I think it's just a matter of, like, what you continue to do. Because I always think of, like, gym teachers. Mm -hmm. Why do gym teachers, particularly male gym teachers, usually have, like, a big belly? Like, at least when I in my high school and, like, junior high. Like, they were always bigger. Mm -hmm. But then I also think, oh, because probably they did a lot of... You know, they maybe were super ripped, you know, in their, when they were younger, but then they didn't keep up with it. And that's the one I slightly problem with muscle seems like if you don't keep up with it, that muscle just turns to fat. Yeah. And then if you just get into like the home life, you know, it's just like the dad bod. Yeah. It happens well, you generally get, to all of us at some you point. You get, you get used to like eating what you're eating with a workout routine and then yeah. it slowly dies down. But with 30 seconds left. We have more than 30 seconds, just so you know. I don't, I see, listen, I have ADD, and once that timer <laughs> goes down, I start shutting down. But you know, we start the timer before we even yeah, start. Yeah, but, but I'm just letting you know, once that timer ends, my mind is like, okay. We're done? Yeah. That's how I roll. That's why when we do like these 50 minute episodes, well, I like, i you do also like, know oh my that gosh. the timer is mostly just uh, to help us shoot for an episode length. Yeah, I know. But we've never, ever... Well, not necessarily... No, it's not like, to, like oh, get it under, you know, 30 minutes. It's just like, so we actually talk yeah, about I know. something. Yeah, I know. Because otherwise, know. we would have some movies where we're like, oh, shit. Well, we're fine. like five minutes in, and we're like, oh, I said everything I got to say. Listen, you know? UVU has thrown over 10 grand at me doing podcasts for them, and they get three listeners a week. They do? Yeah. So we get more than them? We get more than... Wow. Yeah. But anyway, Look I would at rate you, all influential. I know, fuck me, right? I would rate Dallas Buyers Club a. Oh yeah, you never said your rating. I give it a seven. A seven. Yeah. 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 It's so. Are you, after thinking about it, did you like like it more? No, because I feel like I feel like when you were describing it, you were going to give it like because you're like, oh, it was boring. I, I mean, just, it's boring, but it's still good. I, I really, just. If if I were to, if people were to be like let's watch Dallas Buyers Club I'd be like how about we watch a better movie I would watch it again I technically have already watched it twice but it's just I don't know to some extent I kind of love the jump cuts like how many times he's doing something and then he wakes up in the hospital yeah like I just think it's interesting and honestly I was kind of the thing that kept me going because you're like oh this guy eventually dies we're like yada yada he's got AIDS like there's no tension for me I was waiting for him to actually die. And, like, let some of the other characters, like, take up. Because there's, you know, there's movies where it's, like, here's the main character. And here's these like side 19, characters. 1917. And then the main character dies. And, it and then around. everyone else, you know, you basically, the, I, for the last I, part of the movie, it's mostly focused on everyone else. I won't lie. Like, there was a moment where I was, like, oh, maybe Rayon or whatever. Like, yeah. 
does come to the forefront. But then, yeah, once the, the dad conversation happened, I'm like, oh, no. Also, did you know? I don't, I can't remember the butterflies. What about them? Was that ever, was that just something Rayon was doing? I don't know. Breeding butterflies? There's just, it's a beautiful shot. That I was just, I think that was just a side thing. Or just, or is it more of like well, a Ray, symbolic? Ray, I mean, Rayon's a fake character, so it was well, probably yeah. more just symbolic them being or something. fun with something, yeah. But I didn't, I didn't think anything of it. Yeah, there's a, there's quite a few Matthew McConaughey. I don't know. Wait. What? Over 20 years since Matthew McConaughey's debut in Dazed and Confused. Yep. The movie that you thought you were going to see. So is that when you said, like, let's do this? It was this movie? Is that when you when I When I said, let's do Dallas Buyers Club? Yeah. I thought I was, I thought I was saying, let's do Dazed and Confused. Oh, interesting. But we did Dallas Buyers Club. Hey, we haven't done like a, like a character driven, just drama. I don't think we've it's done. It's kind of more of just like a sad movie. Yeah. I don't think we've done a Matthew McConaughey movie at all. Really? I don't think so. Because we haven't done Interstellar. We, we haven't, haven't done. done I've never seen Interstellar. We haven't done. Jet, you haven't seen Interstellar? No. Have we done Tropic Thunder? Um, No, but we should. Have we done Wolf of Wall Street? No. Have we done... Oh, yeah. He was also in Wolf of Wall Street. Yeah. Have we done Angels Outfield? <laughs> he's what? in Angels in the Outfield? He was also in Sahara. Yeah, I know he's in Sahara. I didn't realize he's in Angels in the Outfield. Who is he in that? Wait, like, is that the one with... Uh, what's his name? With the kid that's an orphan and his dad's like, I'll come get you when the Angels and... win the World Series. Um, oh, what I always get the names confused because there's Danny Glover. Danny Glover, yep. Yeah. Th- that's it with uh, Dallas Buyers Club. Is that it? The end? Yeah. Let's it's go watch ma- it. Oscar. Yeah, go watch Matthew McConaughey be an AIDS addict. It's it's crazy. An he AIDS was, addict? It was crazy. He was giving uh, 30 days to live and he's lived 10 years past that, you know? It was seven. He's given 30 days to live. And he's lived 10 days past that. He's lived 10 days? 10 years past that. It was seven years. He was given 30 days to live. But it wasn't a seven years? And he's still... I'm cracking a joke. Matthew McConaughey is still alive. I couldn't tell. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? Okay, anyway, on that fucking note, goodbye. Say it now. It's your turn. For the love of Christ, James... Oh, is that the first episode we're not going to have it? Oh, no, it's still recording. Are we, are we not going to have that word? Just say it, James. Cut. Cut.